is easy and my burden is light. What a great bit of scripture. And that's what we've just been singing about, what Jesus has done for us. But you know, it's a sad thing that I look around. I won't look at anyone in particular. But <laughs> when over the years, I'm not speaking just right now, but I've seen lots of Christians that don't walk in that rest. And yet, it's there. Jesus is saying, come. So what are we missing? Does the translation that we read in whatever language it is, is there something we sort of miss in, in what this is? Or are we just missing the simplicity of the message? Because you know us, uh, I'm looking around, we're predominantly Westerners. Uh, there's a few other cultures here this evening. We're predominantly here West. We like to um, dissect everything. We read it and go, okay, let's get into it. Maybe we're looking far too deeper and why don't we just read it and apply it? It might be a whole lot simpler. So we're we just missing the simplicity of the passage that Jesus does bring true peace, the type of peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that we, we have readily available to us, that we can read it. I pray as each time we read it, you would give us understanding and wisdom from it, Lord. Father, just tonight, these words that I speak, would uh, your Holy Spirit would take them and minister to each and every one of us, that we would have uh, open hearts, open spirits, open ears to hear from you as you speak to us this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. On December, December 17, 1944, Lieutenant Haru Onada of the Japanese Imperial Army left for the Philippines to join the Sugi Brigade. My pronunciation of all that is probably terrible. Onada was ordered to lead the Lebang garrison in guerrilla warfare. His division commander ordered, You are absolutely forbidden to die by your own hand which is a bit unusual for the Imperial Army of Japan in those days. It may take three years, it may take five, but whatever happens will come back for you. Until then, so long as you have one soldier, you are to continue to lead. You may have to live on coconuts. If that's the case, live on coconuts. Under no circumstances are you to give up your life voluntarily. Onada took these words more literally and seriously than the division commander could ever have meant them. Unfortunately, he was never told that the war had ended in 1945. Onada continued to live in the jungle on the island of Labang, believing those sent to him uh, were a ploy by the enemy to capture him. A number of attempts were made to find him during which family members appealed to him over loudspeakers. Uh, Aeroplanes dropped leaflets telling him the war was over. 
But he thought each one of them was a trick by the enemy to make him surrender. The turning point came in February the 20th, 1974. 29 years after he went to Labang. When Mr. Anad uh, met a young man, Norio Suzuki, who had ventured to Labang to pursue the veteran soldier. He camped at an isolated spot on the island and waited. And eventually, Anada made contact. Mr. Suzuki returned to Japan and contacted the government, which called in the soldier's superior officer, who was still alive, thankfully, Major Yoshima Tanaguchi, to bring about a surrender. His superior officer had to travel to the Philippines and speak to him personally and tell him that he is relieved of his duties. So after 29 years, he surrendered his sword to the president of the Philippines and his war was over. 29 years fighting a war he didn't have to fight. Sadly, I see Christians like Anada. The war is over, the battle's won, yet they continue in their own strength. Why are we not walking yoked with Jesus? Because you see, we can't be, because if we were according to this passage, we wouldn't be burdened or heavy laden. We know the picture. I'm sure most of us have heard someone preach from this before. We know the picture of the, you know, the young ox and the old ox teaching the young one what to do. So the, young, the old ox takes all the weight and the young ox just wanders around and follows around with the yoke around his neck. That's a great picture, but probably what Jesus is talking about here is in his times there was rabbis running around everywhere. It was... Uh, uh, religious leaders, Pharisees and Sadducees, and they all had their own take on their scriptures. And uh, some were, well, quite harsh. Um, If we look in Matthew 23 and verse 1, Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and said to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. See, the Jews have 613 rules and regulations and laws, and you have to obey every 613 one of them. How do you reckon you'd go? So some rabbis were running around with 613 laws and say, you will do this, James, you will do this, and you will do this, and you'll do it all by Thursday. Then there were some that said, oh, well, maybe we don't have to do all of them. That's a bit much. But see, Jesus, what did he say? Something about his burden, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So what he was saying to his disciples was there, is my teachings are not burdensome. Is that a word? To you. 
They are light and easy. He's talking about his teachings. Jesus in Luke 4, in his hometown of Nazareth, I think it's the first time he speaks there. What does he say? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That doesn't sound real burdensome, does it? He's come to set us free. Take his joke. Yet from the very beginning of the Bible, mankind has ignored God's instructions and gone their own way to their own peril. It started in Genesis 3. I'm sure most of us should know this passage as well, the, where Adam and Eve are deceived by, the, the, uh, by Satan, the serpent, and uh, they had everything, everything but one thing. But they wanted, they decided, they knew best, and they would take the one thing. And this is the result, verse 16. To the woman he said, this is God speaking, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Oh, I like that. Oh, haven't I known? I've never noticed that before. I'll keep that one in mind. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded, I don't like this bit, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. So it's Adam's fault we've got thistles in the garden. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. There's a whole big burden just got landed on mankind. In Exodus chapter 6, God is telling Moses what to tell the people of Israel and what to tell Pharaoh. And he's promising them, I'm gonna, I've heard your, your um, cry of, of, of what's happening here. I'm going to release you. I'm going to take you to the promised land. It's going to be a beautiful land. All the stuff that we've heard about. And uh, it's in, hang on, where did I say? Chapter 6 of Exodus, yeah. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of the anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. They had been suffering for so long. I can understand this. They'd been suffering for so many years, they just couldn't comprehend that there'd be something good. And they didn't believe. Yeah. And we see that through their journey through the, as they do leave Egypt and go through the wilderness. A whole generation didn't make it to the promised land because they couldn't believe it. They were disobedient. Elijah, Elisha's servant in 2 Kings chapter 6 
This is a passage where the king of Syria was making war with Israel. But God was telling Elisha every move that he made to attack Israel. So he'd plant his camp over here and Elisha would go to the, the army of the Israel and say, hey, they're over there. Don't go that way, go around that way. They changed, they moved their army over there. Elisha would do the same. So the, the king of Syria got a bit upset about this guy and said, will someone fix him, go and kill him so we can get on with the war? And so he surrounds the city. They find out where he's living. They surround the city. And Elisha's servant looks out one morning. And if I can find it, 17. Now, just before that, he looks out and he sees the army of Syria all around them. He's surrounded and he goes back in, knees trembling. Boss, this isn't looking good. We're surrounded. Elisha says, go out and have another look. He went out to have another look. And while he, while he was on his way out, Elisha said, God, open his eyes. And God opened his eyes. And he saw thousands upon thousands of angels surrounding them in the hills about them, protecting them. We too need to have our eyes opened, open to God's promises, open to Jesus' teachings. Like Lieutenant Anada, we need to stop fighting and surrender. The Bible says in John 8, Then Jesus said to the, those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. free. Yes. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and you have never, went, sorry, have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. We are sons and daughters this evening of the Most High God. He's just telling us there that we are free indeed. Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke and learn from me. There's a clue. In Matthew seven twenty four it says that therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. What words is he talking about? The previous few chapters, what we commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount, chapters Matthew chapters 5, 6 and 7. We would do good to read these regularly. Remember, a good student doesn't just learn the theory, he puts it into practice. Jesus had a go at the religious leaders earlier in that scripture, I said, do what they tell you to do, but don't be like them because they don't do it. Yeah. They speak it, but they don't do it. A student has to do the practice as well as the theory. When I was in first year high school, we call it grade, no, it's grade seven now, isn't it? 
used to be grade 8. In South Australia, we used to call it first year. I did woodwork and metalwork. I'm not sure what they, they got fancy names for that nowadays too, but I'm looking at some of the ages. Most of us know what I'm talking about. And I used to always get a C for my marks. The reason I would get a C is because I was really good at the theory. I could get A's and A pluses for my theory, but I wasn't really interested in making things and doing things. I'd get sidetracked by my mates. We'd play cricket or football in the storeroom every week whenever we had a lesson. So I'd get like a D or a, I think somehow we used to go A, B, C, D, U. I'm not sure how that system worked, but anyway. And I'd get a U for my practical. So it would balance out to a C, so I got a pass, so I was happy. So I just, I wonder if that's uh, why we don't have rest for our souls. When we do read it, that's all we do. We don't learn from it like Jesus says. We don't apply it. It's not about following rules but a relationship with Christ, learning from him and being like him. Thinking on things above, casting all our cares upon him, for he cares for us. See, because of our relationship with Christ, what we are called to do should not be a burden, for if we are yoked with Christ, he carries the weight. Have you ever had a backpack on with some weight in it and someone's just sort of lifted the weight off a bit to adjust, so you can adjust the straps or something? Anyone ever had... It just makes such a difference, doesn't it? You've got 10, 15, 20 kilos on your back and someone just takes the weight. You go, oh, that's better. Yeah. That's what Jesus wants to do for us as we put our head in his yoke. Come on. Friday afternoon, that was the end of my message. But Pastor James said something this morning and it's been sticking with me all afternoon and I wonder if one of our things is why we don't have our yoke, our head in the yoke with Jesus is because of our identity where do we get our identity from Pastor James said this morning that Kate Campbell the swimmer, swimmer who has been sort of slightly devastated by her um achievements or non-achievements in the Olympics said in an interview I said my identity is not in winning a gold medal I guess now I'll have to prove it I think she is <laughs> but how true the article I read this morning from the Brisbane Times and it says and I'll quote she had genuinely feared that nobody would want anything to do with her after her 100-metre failings. Isn't that terrible? That those who wanted to associate with her beforehand would simply move on to the next bright prospect. Instead, she was overwhelmed with well wishes from her teammates, fans in Australia and within the village. 
There is such a thing as wanting it too much and trying too hard. I was called a try hard in school and I guess that just, I just proved all my teachers right. I think the nicest thing someone ever said to me was that people love gold medals, but they love people more. And to hear that was really, really touching for me. I mean, how devastated must these girls be? <laughs> I mean, they were going to win everything. They haven't even... Oh, they, well, they've still got a gold medal anyway. But they're, they're prime things. Isn't that just so... I just made me feel so sad that she would think that people would not like her because she hasn't won her individual gold medal. That must be the pressure these people are under in the Olympics to even to venture there in their thoughts. You know, I probably think Jesus loves our achievements. I don't have a scripture for that, but I think he possibly does. But what I do know, that he loves us the way we are. Now, it's interesting, I always find that before Jesus did anything, his father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done anything. He'd got baptised. He'd grown up. Some 20-something-odd years, the gap between the beginning of Matthew and when he started his ministry. Yeah. And God said, I'm well pleased in who he is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure God says the same about that. Not pretty sure, I know. Yeah. God says that about us. Maybe it's because our identity feelings of not being worth anything is why we can't slip our heads into the yoke Jesus offers. Maybe it's because our, our identity is our achievements, our work, our family, our sport, our whatevers. Maybe it's in our hurts, our pain, our circumstances. Maybe it's in our unforgiveness of others and ourselves. Like Exodus 6, it's been so hard for so long. We can't believe someone would just love us because of who we are. We were talking with friends last night. I just love Facebook. Here's my monthly rant on Facebook. That she had this her friend was telling us her best friend, one of her best friends, we had a bit of a dispute about that, because Sandy thought she was a best friend, but anyway. She said qualified it and said it was one of her best friends. Put up one of those things that says, If you copy and paste this or something, I'll know that you're my best friend and um that'll be great, you know, fantastic. If you do that, stop it, please. That's pure nonsense. What if your best friend's busy for the day? They're not going to reply. What if their phone's broken? They're not going to reply. If your identity is in your friends on Facebook, oh, my heart pleads. Because... 
stop, stop posting it. <laughs> oh, was she pointing at you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a reality in our world that we live in, isn't it? Someone say yes, because it is. People have 5,000 friends on Facebook. Really? Call one, ask them for help. We'll see how good, how much. You now, the ones that I sneak on the Sandys because I'm not on Facebook either. <laughs> and I say, who's this? Oh, that's a friend of a friend of a somebody, but they're friends on, she's friends with them on Facebook. We don't even know who they are. Okay, I better stop ranting about Facebook. You get my, you get one of, you know, I, these things come up all the time on Facebook. About, you know, if you post this and if you put this on your wall or something, whatever you do, you know, we'll be, we'll be friends for life. No. Get your identity into Christ. He's your identity. Lieutenant Hiro Anada fought a war that had finished in 1945. A 29-year war that he didn't have to fight. People, the battle is over. We've just sung about it, that beautiful song we just sang. Jesus has defeated the enemy. We are free. Anada had to wait for an order from his commanding officer. Our commanding officer has spoken. He said, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can we have the music team back, please? Would you stand with me as we come to a close? As I said, the part about identity wasn't in my message until about two o'clock this afternoon. Sometimes when you're preparing things, you get ideas and they float through and you let them keep going. And sometimes ideas or thoughts, or we can be real spiritual and maybe it's prompting of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I feel that was tonight. And I don't know if you're game enough tonight, if, if it's, I, I believe God would give me that to speak to people tonight whether there's one or more, that maybe they're having identity issues of some sort. But I know there's a God that loves us so much that your identity issues are nothing compared to his love. He loves you how you are. He loves you for who you are. After all, he created you.
one of my favourite passages. I'm sure you've heard me say it before. Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Listen to this. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Do you know that you're the good pleasure of God's will? You do know it because I just told you. Amen? The good pleasure of his will. He's chosen us before the foundation of the world. That's awesome. Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just as the team plays, if you would like prayer for that or anything in anything else, just make your way forward and the, the team will, will be happy to pray with you. And, but don't let it pass. I think most of you know that I don't often do older calls. But I just feel impressed to do that tonight. So I've done my bit. Thanks, Kate.